What You Need to Know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. DeMarco Farr is sitting in for George Sedano today on Sedano and Cap. And here is Laura at U-N-E-E-Q underscore follow her. Shout out. All Thank right, you. Laura. I appreciate that. So I believe it was about a week or two ago uh, that I told you guys one of my what you need to know was about a young lady who was allegedly assaulted in downtown Fullerton. And I was like, yo, make sure you guys take care of your drinks, you ladies, men too. you know, just be careful about what's out there. So I actually um, came across this thing called an angel shot. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I don't know what an angel shot is. DeMarco, you? No, never heard of it. Okay, so basically this is something that a woman or a gentleman can go to the bar and say, hey, I want an angel shot. So you can get it three ways. You can get the angel shot neat, which means your bartender will escort you to your car because you don't feel safe Uh with who you're around. Or if you're like on a date, you know, on a first date, somebody you met maybe online. You can ask for the angel shot with um, with ice, I'm sorry, with ice, and then your bartender will call you an Uber, a taxi, or a Lyft so you can leave the place safely. Wow. And the third one is you can ask for the angel shot with lime. Your bartender at that point will call the police. Ooh, wow. So when I, when I was like, yo, that is, I mean, I was kind of hesitant to talk about it because if you're with somebody who you don't feel safe and you're asking for an angel shot and they know what that means, then they might get spooked, right? But at the same time, I feel like it's a good way for people to just get out of situations quickly that they don't feel comfortable in. So again, it's if you're in a situation where you don't feel comfortable at a bar, I'm, I'm, you know, restaurant, whatever, and you're with somebody, just go up to the bartender, angel shot neat, you get escorted to your vehicle, angel shot with ice, they will call, the bartender will call you an Uber, Lyft, or taxi, Angel shot with lime, you will get um, the. They will call the police for you. Wow! See, that just put me on alert because mm-hmm. when I hear it, you know, yeah, if, exactly. I, if I'm at a bar and I mm-hmm. hear it, you know, I hope yeah. I don't hit the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta I, um, be careful, man. So I know, but I'm like, wow! I hope everybody knows the language. Yeah. You know, the the language of the angel shot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Angel shot. I like that. Yeah. So I, it's a it's a thing going on right now. A lot of the restaurants um, in L.A., I have friends who are bartenders and they're very big on it. So it's definitely like an international thing. So it's not wow. just here in California. It's an international thing. And it was started because a lot of, you know, women get assaulted and men, too. I'm not I'm not saying the men can't. But a lot of the women get assaulted, they get roofied, or you're just in a situation like, I don't know how to get out of this, yeah. right? So that's the reason why this started happening. They wanted a safe, clean way where you didn't feel like, how do I tell this person, hey, this is what's going on, and just kind of a clean way to exit. Wow. Cap, I was that dude in college. Which dude? I was the Walker Homer. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was that guy. Absolutely. If you need to get home, I'll, I'll walk you home. I'll walk you across the quad. I'll make sure Aww. you get home. I was that dude. Absolutely. You're, you're not the dude that leaves a girl with random strangers she just met? Nah, nah, mm. nah. Don't be that guy. Nah, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> Don't be the guy. Don't be the guy. This stuff freaks me out because i got three daughters, Yeah. Um, one of whom is 19 and in college. And when she left, I was like, listen, let me tell you something. You don't ever, ever, ever take a drink from anybody. If somebody were to say to you, hey, I want to buy you a drink, you're like, okay, let's go to the bar. I want to see it made. Mm-hmm. You don't have some guy show up and give you a drink. It doesn't work like that. And I was trying to give her you know, that, that heads up. But three daughters, DeMarco, this stuff freaks me I, out. I have a 20-year-old. I gave her a butterfly knife. I'm st- <laughs> <laughs> 
to Mark. I was like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Like, no, you, know, you, know, you, you were smarter than I was. I gave advice. You gave a knife. <laughs> Here, take this. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> no, I, I mean, for me, this is a big deal. And I wanted to share that again. You guys didn't know what it was, no, right? And you guys are fathers. Absolutely not. So no. now as fathers, you're like, hey, have you heard of this? And you can pass you it down. What? Or maybe your daughter's new and just didn't kind of want to tell you guys. But Texting her right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's uh, my what you need to know. And I feel like everybody should definitely know that. Beautiful. Way to go, Laura. Right on. Hey, it is uh, Sedano and Kaplan here on 710 ESPN. DeMarco Farr is sitting in for Sedano. Hey, DeMarco, let me wish you a happy National Radio Day. Did you know today was National Radio Day? No, I did not. National Radio Day. What right. do we do? So, How do we celebrate? Uh, I suppose we celebrate by being on the radio and, and taking phone calls oh. and talking about all the stuff that's I'm going down? on. Let me, yeah. let me ask you something, though. You, you've been in radio a long time. I mean, and you were on TV for a long time, but... You know, you, you do the radio call of the Rams games here on 710. You did a lot of talk radio in your day. I'm just curious, like, how does how did you go from ball player to radio? What attracted you to radio? Uh, I hate wearing ties. <laughs> I hate wearing ties on TV. Yeah, I have this thing I call suit anxiety. Um, so, you know, I... How I got into media was actually Andrea Kramer. When we were winning, they would come in, and you know we got to meet the national press. Uh, when we when we lost, we didn't see these people. <laughs> when we started to win, we saw them more. And she suggested I go into this when I retired. Um, so she was the first person I looked up. So uh, eventually, TV to radio. Um, I think the first time they plopped me down on a radio on 710, way back in the day. I think that was 2004. Um, and just said, go. Uh, it was great. I got to finish a thought. Um, I didn't have to compete with, you know, uh, B-roll and whatnot. It was just fun. It was freeing. It was great. You know, I, I, I started out being afraid of it, and I wound up loving it. It's just fun. I love talking to people. I just have to think of the microphone as people. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, for me, um, I was – this is going back into the early 90s. I'm fresh out of school and I'm in training camp with the San Diego Chargers, and I'm an undrafted free agent kicker, and the likelihood of me making this team is slim and almost none. The only thing I could really hope for was that John Carney, who was the kicker of the Chargers back then, oh, yeah. I would hope every day at practice that he'd get hurt. Like, man, if he just gets hurt, you know? <laughs> if I could just get him hurt somehow, that would really help my chances of making this team. Right? So we're walking Wait, out to practice. Wait, you didn't go to Baylor, did you? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. You, know, no, no. you weren't the punter that stabbed the other one in the leg? No, no. Oh, okay. But, but that, that, you know, it would stand to, to reason, right? But, but I'm li this is a totally true story, man. I'm walking out on the practice field. I have one friend on the team because, again, I'm an undrafted free agent kicker who's not likely going to make the team, and I have one friend on the team. His name was Burt Grossman. Burt was a first-round oh, yeah. draft choice in the, in the like, late 80s, and he was a senior at Pitt when I was a freshman at Pitt, and so I had one friend on the team. And Bert was best friends with Junior Seau. And so we were walking out to practice, and I was actually allowed to talk to these guys, and I was allowed to be around Junior just because I was friends with Bert, and Bert and Junior were, were roommates. But we're walking out to practice one day at a training camp practice in the middle of the summer, and I look up into the stands, and I see the sports radio guys, and I can hear them cackling from all the way across the field. And I'm like, you know... I played football in high school. I played five years of college ball. You know, if this NFL thing were to work out, if I got lucky, if Carney got hurt and I got to make the team, it would be really cool to be here in San Diego and playing for the Chargers. But if I don't, 
I think being up there where the radio guys are looks like more fun than being down here. Hmm. And it really, after three tries of, of you know training camps, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go give this radio thing a try. And um, today on National Radio Day, I mean, that was, by the way, DeMarco, that's the early 90s. And wow. Been on the radio for like 25 years, 20 of which has been in Southern California. It so, bit you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it bit me is exactly no right. No doubt. Exactly yep. right. Did you, were, you a, were you a big sports radio listener? No, not really. Not really. Um, you know, uh, once I got into it, then I started listening to other shows and other people just, you know, to get a cadence and whatnot, to see what the heck other people were doing. But, yeah, I mean, once I actually got on air doing games, that was it for me. I mean, I agree with you. I, I didn't have that same love affair, but I remember Jack Snow was our color uh, guy on radio, and he was always around the team. And I, I just loved listening to him, uh, talking about the history of the Rams and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, once I started doing games, that was it for me. This is awesome. You know what I mean? This is the greatest thing going. It's just like playing without the pain. And you get to leave it. You get to leave it on the field, win or lose. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, and I'm I'm so with you, by the way, on the TV versus radio because for all these years I was standing there on the sidelines for CBS with a tie and this network jacket, and it was just so damn hot out. And I was like, why do they make me wear this jacket? Why can't? Why do I have to wear a tie? Why do they tell me I have to take my sunglasses off when they come down to this report? And why do I have 15 seconds to try and jam everything in? Now doing sidelines on Monday Night Football on radio. You're, it's like your mic is hot the entire game, yep. and, and you got Kevin Harlan up there with Kurt Warner, and they'll just keep coming down, and I just keep telling them everything I'm seeing. It's it's what I call observational reporting. It's not it's not like where you have to feel like, hey, um, this guy's wearing this pair of shoes with this length of cleats, and I've got to show this to you on TV because <laughs> I need a prop. I love the radio side of things, DeMarco. No doubt. Yeah, it's fun. You, you are the TV. Uh, you know what really hit home for me? This is funny. A funny story when I was – doing games in St. Louis, someone told me that we were big in some older folks' home, and they were all blind. And the they only got like two channels, and one of them was us. So when you're calling a game and you're trying to figure out how to make something colorful, think about if the person can't see and you have to describe it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That yeah. was fun. You know, that's that's where it really hit home for me. So, yeah, it's it's great. I hope I never leave the sideline. I love it down there. Me too. Yeah, man. you get close to everything. I love yeah. hearing Sean McVay go after the uh, the officials. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, it's hilarious. Uh, so today is National Radio Day. One of my favorite things when I'm listening to Mason in Ireland is when they talk about the old days um, of, of you know how long they've been on the radio. And I go back with those guys, like I say, 20-plus years. So I love to hear the old stories of the original days of sports radio, especially in Southern California. Greg Bergman, corporate Greg. How did you how did you wind up getting into sports radio on national radio? Did give us give us a little part of your story. So I was uh, here in L.A. I've been born and raised here in L.A. And I was going to Santa Monica City College, and I was in a broadcasting class with a guy named Vito Violante, who I think Demarco probably knows. And he got an internship at Fox Sports Radio, and he said to me, "Hey, I know you want to be in radio, and I want and I you like sports." call this woman. name is Annie Zadarovich. And so I called her and she gave me an internship. And as soon as I got in, this was 2002. And as soon as I got in, I was an editor and they just hired me on to stay on as an editor. And I moved my way up into being a producer to a full-time producer and to other producers. And then I moved over here to LA, to ESPN LA. And then 20 years later, almost 
I'm uh, the assistant program director. So Corporate. it was all that way. <laughs> wow, you've really moved up quickly, by the way. That's no, awesome. 19 years? Yeah, I mean, that's quickly, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, it's, it is amazing. I, I love it. And listen, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. On National Radio Day, if you've got stories or you've got the history, because I go back, DeMarco, again, just in Southern California sports radio, the names, I mentioned to you walking onto the field that day at a Chargers practice. I looked up in the stands. Back then, the only sports radio station in Southern California was called Extra Sports 690. Bergman, wow. you remember that station? I sure do. Yeah. It, was, it was a huge station. had a huge uh, meet. It went all the way up, all the way up and down California, doesn't it? Yeah, right. It was uh, from San Diego through Orange County, L.A., Santa Barbara, Ventura County. I mean, that was it. it. Was that beast. was the wow. only one. Yeah, that was it. You know, and the, the voices were Hacksaw and Jim Rome and the Loose Cannons. And I heard these guys. And I was loose like, cannons. I'm wow. doing that right there. I'm doing that. That's how I used to love Michael Thompson. You know, people love Michael as the analyst on the Lakers games. But DeMarco, I used to listen to him as a as a cast member on a, on a talk show called the Loose Cannons. I love Michael Thompson. No in that kidding. Role. I think I was up against the Loose Cannons way back in the day when I first started out. It was the Gary Miller show. Gary Miller, the former from, ESPN from television ESPN. personality? And like eight months later, it became the DeMarco Far Show. Yeah, and I think we were up against the cannons. Oh, yeah. Nice. No, not nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an established brand. Oh. How, how about you, Laura? How about you on National Radio Day? How'd you jump into this, this game? Um, well, quickly, because I see the time. Um, I was in a really bad car accident. I was actually going to be a neurosurgeon. That was my goal. And one of my friends is like, yo, you need to boost up your GPA. You don't shut up. So how about you just go and try radio? Like, I think that'll suit you. So I did a broadcasting class and I never looked back. I got an internship at Power 106. Um, shout out to Jeff G. I love him, the sports dude. And uh, that was the kind of how I started. And they kind of gave me a shot. So. The rest I is like history. it. I don't I shut it. up. I should be on radio. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's what I was told. You don't shut up. So. <laughs> See, for me, it was a little different. My mother would say to me, your big mouth's going to get you in trouble. And uh, unfortunately, it has many, many times when you're doing live radio. All right, listen, um, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776 if you want to get in. Shout out to one of our favorite partners here on Sedano and Cap. That's Coors Light. Coors Light. Keeping Southern California chill all summer long. Coming up Saturday night, the Raiders and the Rams. DeMarco will be on the field on 710, but Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network will be in the booth calling it on television. Andrew Siciliano stopping by. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is a football junkies kind of radio show today. We got two preseason games going right now. Kansas City and Arizona are tied at zero. It's early in the first quarter. Cincinnati and Washington, same deal, early in the first quarter, also tied at zero. DeMarco Farr is in, uh, and DeMarco, me, you, and Andrew Siciliano on a Friday afternoon here on 710. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, 
I was thinking about Arizona on the way in, and I was reading the story about Larry Fitzgerald yeah. <laughs> and how he said that uh, it's just not in him to play right now, maybe later, September, October, November, December, which means he's waiting for a contender. It also tells me I don't think he likes playing with Kyler Murray. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, if he really wanted to play, if, you know, uh, wouldn't you come back with the team that you know and loves you that you've been with for 17 years? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it also makes me think of guys who are veteran players who are like, I do not want to go to training camp. All right, let's bring Andrew Siciliano into the conversation from the NFL Network. While DeMarco will be calling the game from the sidelines on Saturday night between the Raiders and the Rams, Andrew Siciliano will be calling the game on the TV side of things. Andrew, happy National Radio Day, man. Thanks for being here. Uh, hi, guys. I just heard from Bergman, who we hadn't talked in like 20 years, that, that it's National Radio Day. This is national me sit here and watch two games at once day. I like I, it. Who, who, who called it National Radio Day? Is it another one of those silly, like it's like National Ice Cream Sandwich Day or something? Hey, just I like for that like one. industry That's purposes? That's a good that, one. Is, yeah. that is precisely right. I think hey. that every day there's like five different national holidays. I blame it all on right. Facebook. Andrew, they, they call national it Corporate Pork Greg now. Day. Really? Yeah, they call him Corporate Greg. I don't know why. They think they think he's gone like I mean, all suit. Really? I, it's been Demarco. It's been a long time. So I'd like, I mean, no, I, I, same I guy. wish him nothing but the best. Does he run the station now? Same I, guy. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's okay. he's the assistant program director. So now he's he's part of management. So he, yeah, yeah. That, that, and by the way, great. he's reading your emails. Be careful. Yeah, I know. So by the <laughs> way, yesterday was National Soft Ice Cream Day, Andrew. Ooh. So you were close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it, that's probably why they did there was like a story i saw somewhere on the twitter about uh like jeff bezos has a soft uh, has a soft um serve machine in his house because of course he does and if i had a good order one it'd be there in 10 minutes but maybe that's why that story ran yesterday we are wasting people's time no we're good, we're good. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. well andrew I, i'm looking at the the rams raiders you know flip card right now and i'm looking at the Rams side you were out there you you saw the 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 Rams Raider practice. Uh, what what do you think the Raiders are going to do this year, based on what you saw? So you know, Demarco, it's hard to take anything from a joint practice, uh, but I, I think, I mean, I think they're better. They hope they're better. I was out of their training camp a couple of weeks ago, and the big thing for them is is they stabilizing the offensive line. They obviously got younger. They shipped out Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson, and Trent Brown went back to New England, um, so they're younger. Um, and, and they just got to fix the defense. And they were a top 10 offense by almost every metric last year, which is hard to believe when you look at their record. Um, if they could even get to middle of the pack defensively, they're confident that they have an offense to win enough games to get in. But the issue becomes, I think, the division. I mean, we know the Chargers are better. We know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Uh, we don't know about Denver yet because we don't know about their quarterback. And, and this Raider team, they look good. But the last couple of years, they have just fallen flat on their face on the second half of the season, especially in December. I mean, you can't you can't erase the memory if you're a Raider fan of that loss to the Dolphins last year on NFL Network on Saturday night, and that was kind of like emblematic of the second half of their season. So, you know, if they could get their defense to the middle of the pack, and they certainly spend time and effort in fixing the pass rush, if, if that works. Mm then they're a contender. But if it doesn't, then who knows? You know, I will say one thing about the Raiders' defense, though, and that is, you know, they, they went out and got Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator, and I realize he was not some superstar head coach down in Jacksonville. 
but I always really, really enjoyed being around him, like in these production meetings. I always felt like he had mm-hmm. a great energy around him. And so, you know, you put him together now with Gruden, and, and you know, again, whether it's a – DeMarco, you would be able to speak better to this. If it's a, if it's a scheme issue, if it's just purely a talent issue – uh, maybe it's an energetic issue. I think Gus Bradley might bring something to that Raider defense yeah, I, this year. I'm with you. It's the same concern I have for the Rams defense. It's just when you say the you know improve pass rush, I'm looking at the names and I'm who's your pass rusher? Ngukwe? Is he going to be the hot guy? Which which guy they, am I looking at that's supposed to be transcendent? They they went out and spent money on Yannick Ngakwe. They 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 hope he can be that guy. They are waiting for Cleveland Farrell to be that guy. You know, he yeah. had sat with him DeMarco two weeks ago in Vegas, and, and he'll tell you that, you know, uh, I was playing inside and outside, so my numbers aren't what they should be. If you believe it or not, look at the advanced metrics, the PFF metrics on Farrell. He actually had a higher pass rush win rate, I'm sorry, a higher pressure rate than Max Crosby last year. Mm. Right, wow. like, who obviously had a you know his sacks went down second year as opposed to his big rookie year, so you know they're hoping, but that that that's a big gift. The other thing that Furl said to me, to your point about you know, Scott, the attitude and and all that is it was almost like a veiled shot of Paul Gunther. He said it's great to have a defensive coordinator that doesn't have an agenda. I'm, I'm kind of putting words in his mouth, but that was the feel like he cares about you. So maybe there's a bounce there that they could you know get guys to play a little bit better, but that remains to be seen. All right, we're talking to Andrew Siciliano this afternoon here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. DeMarco Farr sitting in for Sedano. So, gentlemen, let me ask you this question because, again, Andrew, you'll call the game for TV. DeMarco, you'll be on the sidelines for radio. The, the word was earlier this week that this Raider defense really performed well against what everybody thinks is going to be a much-improved Rams offense I don't know, Andrew, how much of it you actually were there for or saw, um, but you probably have heard of the reports. What do you think about the Raiders' defense performing the way they did against the Rams' offense? Yeah, I was there for, for every every snap of the, the two days of joint practices. On Wednesday, Scott, the Raiders' defense certainly made some plays, and, and uh, you know, Matthew Safford threw a couple of picks, if you want to call them picks. Yesterday, the, the Rams came out, and they were operating, and they were operating just fine. I, I'm not making excuses but the Raiders got off the bus Wednesday like it was Super, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and the Rams got off the uh, the Rams came out of the building, you know, ready to put in a good day of work and practice. Uh, I, I think the Rams, I don't want to say scheme because you're never scheming. I, I think the Rams uh, um, didn't play it as vanilla yesterday, and and the results showed. Um, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think you really saw the offense. And this is my my last word on the Raiders, I guess, is I thought they were a good team, possibly playing for third in that division because I think San Diego gets it right under Staley. And I think Herbert's going to, you know, continue to do what he does best. Um, are, are, are you just as impressed as I am with Matthew Stafford just him? Or am I basing everything, or are you basing everything like me through the lens of, Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, if that makes sense to you. It's hard to separate the two, but but let's spin it positively. Yes, DeMarco, I'm absolutely impressed with what we've seen so far from Matthew Stafford. And, you know, a conversation with with someone there last week is stuck in my head, and they said, listen, it doesn't matter what I tell you about Matthew Stafford. Go talk to Aaron. Go talk to go talk to Jalen. And, and – ask them what they see from Matthew Stafford 
those are the guys that see it. And I don't want to be very careful. I like Jared a lot. It's not a shot at Jared. But, yes, they see it. Everyone, it's the low-hanging fruit here, and it's the shiny object on TV, on NFL Network, on ESPN, on on every network, because, obviously, it's a huge question. Um, But I don't think it should be. I'm not remotely concerned about Matthew Stafford. Okay, so you want to talk about fantasy numbers? That's fine. I'm not, Demarco. My my concern, if there is any, or my is is, hey, how does this defense um, go to a new coordinator and maintain what they had last year, which was the best defense in football? Those are my questions. One hundred. I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, The the thing that gives me, I guess, a little bit. I guess I'm not so worried about it. Is there's not going to be much changeover? That's the one thing I did hear. Um, right. A lot of the the same the stuff they used last year they're using this year. So I think that's the mark of a great coordinator when you come in and you don't try to change. You're coming into a an already dynamite defense. Why change things? You should and bring in your own stuff slowly, but let them do what they do and and let them do what they know first. So that I, I at least have confidence in. The thing I'm worried about is. Some of these player-for-player player changes, like you're not going to be able to replace John Johnson III. Forget that. And I, mm-hmm. I still don't see a replacement for Michael Brockers just yet. Have you? Well, they will say, and, and listen, you know D-line play. I don't. They will say that Ashawn was, if you remember the timeline, Ashawn Robinson was the essence brought in to replace Michael Brockers, and his deal fell apart on the medical with Baltimore, and he came back, and they had it both, and then Ashawn had his issues and really never got going last year. That they were ready to move on last year. They love Brock, and, and Aaron said yesterday he, he still texts and FaceTimes with them all the time, but they think they're okay there. And actually, Aaron singled out Ashawn Robinson yesterday on the podium, or two days ago, I'm losing track of days, as to who has stood out to him. I think you got to find Morgan Fox's replacement, as, mm. as, as odd as that may sound to people, and you got to find that other backer opposite Leonard, Leonard Floyd. And and JJ is a big deal now. Um, you know they will say, and I and I buy this, that they have drafted whether it's Burgess or Fuller or Rapp, they have drafted always thinking a year in a, ahead, knowing that JJ might be tough to keep, knowing that Troy Hill is a guy. Um, who's getting older, obviously, may be tough to keep. It's one of the reasons they put the tag on Darius as well, that they have these guys. But, but you know, there, there are certainly question marks there. And then just stylistically, again, here I defer to you, DeMarco, is you go from Fangio's 3-4 that, that Staley did last year, obviously with his own tweaks, and you bring in, you bring in Raheem, who everyone is raving about, and I think with good reason, and he's always been like a 4-3 Tampa 2 guy, although Keeb says, you know, he, he kind of, they called it Tampa 2.5 when Raheem was there because it really wasn't Kiffin's system. Raheem did his own thing. And that's a challenge for Raheem. Absolutely. Hey, we're talking to Andrew Siciliano. Hey, Andrew, listen, before you go, real, real quick, we're up against the clock. <clears throat> In your broadcast last week, you said, I think everybody should go for it on fourth down and they shouldn't use the kicking game. And I can't believe the amount of hate that you've been getting. And I know some of it comes from guys like me who were free agent kickers who were just trying to make teams going, hey, Andrew, how am I going to have a chance to make the team if they don't, if they don't let me have a chance to kick a field goal in preseason? It, that, that comment was a kind of a throwaway, and it blew up, dude. I like it. Yeah, it, it, here's the deal. I, I said it really poorly, Scott. You're totally right. It was not, I did not articulate my thought clearly, 
and you texted me, Jay Feely texted me. So, like, I believe me, I have a specialist blowing up my phone during the game. <laughs> wow. Um, what I meant to say was kind of what Ross Tucker said last night on that Eagles-Patriots game. And what Ross said, and he said it far better than me, was like, hey, it's fourth down, go for it. It's the preseason. It's fourth down, just go for it. I get you need to see special teams. I get that, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of coaches want your guys, want, want the kickoff guy to, to kick it short so you can see what your coverage teams can do. I get it. But it's like, it's fourth down, right? Like, like just go for it. What the <laughs> heck? Like, just have fun. Like, it's madden. I love it, man. That, All that's the kickers. That's kind of what Ross was saying last night. I love it. The kickers were blowing up your phone. I love it. Andrew, great to talk to you. We'll be watching so. you tomorrow night for the Rams and the Raiders. Thanks, man. Hey, glad we finally did it, DeMarco. See you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Have fun. All right, there you go. All right, uh, Andrew Siciliano stopping by. Everybody stick around. Would you rather is right around the corner. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I got it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. And we're going to start with Cap on this game. Cap, would you rather time, would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head or always have an itch that you can't scratch? I would rather always have an annoying song stuck in my head Rather than having oh. an annoying itch, I I got to tell you something, Demarco. Um, I I got a breakthrough case, and so everything's fine. I'm good. I'm all good. There's only one remaining holdover, and that is this horrible metallic taste that's in my mouth. But I also think my left armpit itches like a mofo, dude. I don't know what it is, man. I've never had this before, but every day my armpit. I'm t- I swear to you, it hurts. <laughs> my left armpit. Itches so bad. I don't oh. know what the deal is. So I would much rather have this horrible song stuck in my head than an itch that I can't reach. One hundred. I agree. Yeah, that's torture, man. That's that's almost claustrophobic. You, <laughs> you got an itch you can't reach. I mean, you want to talk about going crazy? One that's in like your foot, and you got a shoe, and you're on an airplane, you can't really move. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. <laughs> Knocking people out with elbows. So, you, so you're taking the song? Oh, definitely the song. I can. I that's that's me. That's normal. Laura. Yeah. All the song, because I feel like if I have a conversation with somebody, it'll, I'll tune it out or something. But, yeah. 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 Rick Astley, though. Yeah. <laughs> See, but I'm okay with that song. Like, I'm really? cool with that being stuck over in my head. Over and over and over again? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. You, you, you get used to it. though, you know? Don't worry if you have to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, DeMarco. Would you rather be Batman or Iron Man? Oh, dude. Easy one. I'd rather be Batman. Yeah. Batman is half crazy. 
You know what I mean? Batman is really psycho. So he's he's just doing the right thing because he's doing the right thing, but, you know, he's subject to go nuts. So I'd rather have <laughs> that than be Iron Man, and, you know, you always have to do be good. And it's it's a suit, you know? I'd rather be me, Batman, of course, yeah. I, I think when, when you say the when you say Batman versus Iron Man, here's what I hear in my head. Batman. And then I also hear I am Iron Man. So because of that, Greg Bergman, I immediately gravitate towards I'd rather be Iron Man. They're both billionaires, right? They're super rich. Both guys. Stark and and yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh Wait a minute. I think I want to change my answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do I it. Change my Do answer. It. I that think was... I'd rather be Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think I Good would. call, man. I was right. looking at you. I yeah. was like, mm. I take that back. Yeah. I just started thinking about that. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Laura? soul or a guy that's just free? Yeah, okay. I would much rather be a baddie woman. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Black Widow even though. That's not have... a part of the would you rather. I don't care. But you, you can be Iron Woman or Bat Woman. Okay, Iron Woman. All right. Just got to put the woman in there. I don't need to be no man. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. <laughs> All right. Well, you get to start this one anyway. Okay. I think I might know where you're going to go with oh, this, God. Laura. <laughs> Would you rather have a third ear or a third eye? Oh, my. Well, I already have a third eye. I'm That's super why I knew you were going to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to have it plopped up in my forehead. Yeah. I already have it, so I might as well. What do you mean you got a third eye? Yeah, please. I'm super intuitive. So for me, I just feel like I already have that third eye. Like I already sense things and I'm, I'm good. So. Oh, you're picking my lottery tickets. Oh, Yo. Yeah. But- <laughs> Off mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DeMarco, what do you think? Third eye, third ear? Uh, third eye, yeah. I think I can do more with the third eye. I mean, what's another ear going to do? You know? And I'm only set up. I headphones, everything, you know, third eye. I think I'd rather have a third eye. Right? Doesn't that make you a little bit smarter, better with a third eye than a third ear? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I have all girls in my house. <laughs> you got to watch. You got to watch. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, too, have all girls in my house, but I think I'm going to take the third ear, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> if I were to ask my kids, should I take a third eye or a third ear, every one of those kids would go, ear. And the reason is, and I'm not sure if this is really the case, but I think 20-plus years of having headphones on, I think I'm deaf. I mean, I literally yeah. cannot hear things at times. And maybe it's just me tuning things out. That you explains know? a lot. But I'm serious, dude. I think if I had a third ear, I might hear a lot better. Where would so, you put it? I, that's where a great question. Where would you put question. the ear? You can put I, it I, wherever you want. You can I, put the ooh, ear or the where eye, would you wherever put you'd it, like. Cap, I, on, I, on top I, of your head, like a it's, whale? It's so funny you're saying this because I'm literally envisioning where would I put it. I would put it in the back of my head. I would, <laughs> I would put it like in the back. So I have one on the right side, one on the left side, and then I have one right in the middle of the back of my Wait, wait. Head. So you got pro- how, do you, how are you going to clean it? Ooh. You can't get a Q-tip in there without seeing it, right? Or, or I guess you can with the side, but you know, how do you do it in the mirror? Mm. I, I'm Now, just so you, you know, I'm literally yeah. sitting here right now. I've got <laughs> my hand like, with a pen. <laughs> I've got a pen in my hand, and I'm acting as if I'm cleaning my I third ear on the yeah. back of my head. I think I can do it. Yeah, I think you're good. Okay. All right. Maybe third from ear. the top, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know, by the way, you're talking about Q-tips. Did you know on the, on the Q-tip box, it actually says not to be used in your ear? It does yeah. tell you don't put it in, yeah. It says do not put it in your ear, which is crazy it's because I use them every day. 
They're actually not good for you at all. Really? I had an, uh, earwax is actually good for you. Well, yeah, but excessive is not, right? So if you, I had an um, ears, nose, throat doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, stop, because, you know, the, the, head, the headphones do bad for your ears. So I was like, dude, I just, I can't, like, I feel weird if I don't clean my ears. He's like, that's horrible. So he actually suggested a... Uh, like the little bobby pins or whatever that you yeah. put in your hair. So he's like, sterilize that, and it's actually better. Scrape it out? Yeah, okay. than the actual So wait, Q-tip. wait. You guys will let your ears build up with wax? No, that's But you nasty. use deodorant. <laughs> that was them, bro. That was them. <laughs> you ain't throwing me in this equation, okay? Don't Oh, know. no. I use deodorant, and I use the Q-tips. Thank you. Hey, you hey, listen, every we, day. Yeah. We, just got, we just got Greg to start using dental floss. floss. Ah, yeah, I was, not, I was not using dental floss. Uh, often. I wasn't Why? using it often. Thank you. Oh, okay, it was so often. you believe it. You believe in it. You yes. just don't once do it. Once a month or so, oh, I think it was. I did not say once a month. It was like once a week. <laughs> okay. But it was just because, I, you know, when I, if I had stuff stuck in my teeth, I would pull, I'd pick it out. I had a pick. You like this. You no, no, no. That's it's annoying. Oh, that's so sound. annoying. Yeah, sticks. please stop. Yeah, the sticks make it easy. Absolutely. Wow. Third eye. What would I do with a third eye? Why? Uh, what wouldn't you do? Oh man, I'd be the man. Well, here, where would you put it? My eye. Yeah, your third eye. Right in the eye. middle of my forehead. Absolutely. Okay. See, I yeah. just chose to take the ear and put it in the back of my head. What's the rapper with a diamond in his head? Lil Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi, right there. Yeah, you got to take it out. Right there. Yes, sir. Because it was crazy. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep moving on. Kaplan, would you yes, rather sir. wake up naked in a forest five miles from home or in your underwear at work? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very easy one for me. I, by the way, if you would have said naked at work, I'd have taken that one too, but I'll take the underwear at work. No problem at all. You know, we were talking just the other day about uh, being out in the middle of a forest, and the question was, would you rather be like in a desert or be in, in a jungle? And I'd much rather be in the desert. I'm very concerned about what happens to my bare feet. So for me, I will take waking up in my underpants in the office all day, every day. Wow. That's a long way to get to your car, though. That's a lot of people <laughs> to get in and out of this building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of pride swallowing going on there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're not real proud. Like you know I'm what not. I'm saying? <laughs> uh I, I would take, you know, naked five miles from home. No one's out there, right? You right? know? Yeah. By the time I got closer, I know how to maneuver, but I mean in my underwear at work and I gotta get out of here. There's a lot of people in this room, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. And how did I wake up at work in my underwear? Please tell me how that went down. I mean, how well, did you, how'd wake, you up wake up naked? naked? Yeah. yeah, out in the middle of the woods. Well, that's kind of easier because if you were out chilling, partying, maybe doing a bonfire and, you know, stuff went somewhere. Yes. You know, you might end up <laughs> naked in the woods. But how do you get to work yeah. just in the underwear? Went to the spirit world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up naked five miles from home. <laughs> Laura, where were you? Where are you on this? Oh, the five miles from home. <laughs> Easy, man. Easy peasy for me. Ain't nobody seen me in my undies and my chonies at ESPN. It's not happening, okay? No chonies in the ESPN studios. I would actually want to make sure I was wearing the right underwear, too, because sometimes I wear these underwear that have, like, a tight elastic waistband, and then, like, I have this, like, muffin top going, yep. you know? I'd want to make sure I was wearing, like, a nice loose pair of underwear so I don't look nearly as fat as I feel. So See, I got to make sure I'm wearing the right panties. Yeah, the, the last pair of underwear in panties? the drawer. The ones he said panties.
Bunnies, yeah. okay. I was like, right. what? Yeah. <laughs> At least you said elastic. I was I was a little worried. I was like, maybe he said the ones I didn't clean or the ones with the streaks. Right. I was a little worried about that. Oh, streaks. <laughs> I mean, it's Cap. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing saying. secret. Wait, you know? Can- McConaughey doesn't secret. use deodorant or he doesn't bathe? Does, he does not use deodorant. deodorant. Which one doesn't bathe? That Mila was Ashton Kunis. Kutcher yeah, and Mila Kunis. See, now that's, that's when we're talking about, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> nasty. That's, that's nasty. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, DeMarco, your turn. Would you rather go backstage with your favorite band or be an extra on your favorite TV show? Ooh, backstage, favorite band. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's, I've done that a few times. That's fun. Oh boy, I want the life of a rock star at least for one night. Then that's that's a great time. Yeah, I would love to be an extra. Favorite show? Uh, show up on, I don't know, Game of Thrones, Ray Donovan, The Sopranos, something. That would be awesome. But being backstage with a cool band, nothing like it. I'll take that every single time. Yep, me too. I uh, listen. Being an extra sounds okay. Now, if you told me I actually get to have a part in my favorite show, that's a little different story. But being backstage with your favorite band. That is like one of the coolest things that you could ever do. And, you know, I just the other night, one of my favorite bands, the Black Crows, was playing. And I really wanted to go down to this show, but I, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. But point is, I'd like to be backstage with one of my favorite bands, hang out during the show, hang out with the dudes afterwards. That sounds much better than just being an extra on your favorite show. I got in trouble for the Black Crows. Remember that album cover? Oh, yeah, yeah Amorica. I, I had know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, I had a T-shirt with that, and I got in trouble, got sent home, or something like that. Yeah, crazy. Good band, though. Love the, love the Black Crows. No they're, doubt. They're back together, and they're actually playing a tour right now, DeMarco, where they're playing the entire album, Shake Your Moneymaker. Ooh, wow. So I, I wanted to go, but I heard the entire concert on Sirius, and I was like, you know what? I think I got my fix. Go see it live. Come Is on. Is Steve Gorman back with them? The drummer? I think so. I think the whole band is back together. Uh-huh. And, and we talk about national radio day. Gorman was was doing sports radio forever. Ask for him Fox, why right? he asked you that. Ask him why <laughs> I, he asked. I you was that. I was his producer for the first three months at uh, Fox Sports Radio. No way. Yeah. Wow. I got taken off. Small world. As you can see, you would <laughs> really. Probably, why is that? What, what happened? What, why? You guess, Cap. Out of everybody, you guess why I was taken off of that show after three months. You and Gorman didn't get along? Oh, we got along fine. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Laura, Laura, you want to go on that um, one? For me, it would be the the band just because I've done the backstage thing. And depending on what you're doing backstage is if you have fun. Because if you're working the event, it sucks. Like when I used to work in uh, radio and we used to work the events backstage, the freaking artists sometimes have, oh, they're horrible. But if it's like I'm chilling, I'm drinking, I'm just yeah. enjoying the concert, I'm so down with that. You know I want to know who. Oh, I <laughs> talked about Usher being a complete ass. Really? Yeah. No, come on, don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my guy. Come on now. Mm. Really? Mm. Okay. Mm. I'll Sorry. tell you off air. Maybe it was a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg Bergman. We should be able to fit one more in here. So, Laura, let's go with you to start this right. one off. Um, which one do I want to do here? I want to go with this one. Uh, would you rather be so afraid of heights that you can't go to the second floor of a building or be so afraid of the sun that you can only leave the house on rainy days? Yeah, we already did this one, Greg. Okay, I'm so sorry. would you rather be able to erase your own <laughs> memories or be able to erase someone else's memories? We've also done this one. No, well, look, this is a new audience, all right? Just pick it. I don't want to go searching for another <laughs> question. I don't oh, remember I have, all of the would you rather one. questions, I Laura. One. I have one. Okay, go this ahead. one's for, uh, for DeMarco. Because Cap wouldn't answer this one when you were gone and 
this one's also for you. Would you rather be killed by a serial killer or be the serial killer? Whoa, really? Yeah. Uh I'd have to pick be killed by the serial killer. Or be the serial killer. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Right? Yeah. It's easy, right? That's easy. Yeah. yeah. See, I had cap. such a hard time with See, this one. Cap. I had such a hard time because <laughs> I, I don't want to be killed and I don't want to be the killer. And I also have this thing, DeMarco, like whenever I see a, a serial killer story, I always think to myself, could he do that to me or yeah. could I handle myself? Yeah. <laughs> I see where you're going, but like, I'd still on. rather be the victim than Thank the guy. You. Right. I, I just, don't want to be Dexter. I yeah. felt that it was, I mean, it's very dark, <laughs> right. but it's like by default, wouldn't you rather be killed than be the killer? Right. Like, bruh. All right, Greg, what about you? Where did you, you get that question I from? just came up with it. Okay. It was a Friday the 13th yeah, question. Yeah, Friday it was the 13th, very dark. and yeah, all my week. questions were kind of dark. What was the name of that shot again? Angel shot. Angel shot. Yeah. With lime. With ice. If I'm near Cap. <laughs> Greg, what about you? I mean, I want to say that I want to be the killer, but I just can't because I don't want to like live for a long. So yeah, just I'll be I'll be killed. I'll be the victim. Thank yeah, you. The victim. Clinton would not answer it, and Cap was like, "I'm perplexed. Why? I, I was having Why? a hard time. I was having a super hard time with it. It's a it's a tough question no, because it's not. Oh, you easy. don't like, want I don't want to die. Why would you want to be a serial okay? Killer? But I rather die than be killing someone else. <laughs> right. Like that's the easy choice. Well, sure. I really thought that was gonna be that easy. Yeah. DeMarco hard. understood that, the, the real assignment yeah, really no easy. <laughs> I overthought it. Yeah. I overthought it. You think? Well, I mean, it's yeah. really just die or not. And so sometimes <laughs> if, if someone has no. to choose, if you have no. to choose who lives no. and who dies, and I'm one of the people that is going to live, then most likely. Well, you're killing I mean, other like, people. Like if we're, in a, if we're in a big circle, right? And like there, we have to choose who's going to be, who's going to die. Okay. Like I'm going to win that fight. Everybody, everybody listening, okay, just hear what Greg said. <laughs> I'd rather live, aka making me the serial killer, versus me being the victim. Look, if we're in a me big DeMarco, circle and they keep throwing people you, in there, like yeah, that becomes a serial killer. You, but I'm living. Greg, you will never see my back again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick around, everybody. We're gonna get to some traffic, and then I gotta throw something to Demarco because Demarco said something earlier today that was very, very interesting, which is that Sean McVay may have killed the preseason. But I'll throw it back to DeMarco coming up, which is maybe Andy Reid just revived the preseason. I'll explain that in just a matter of moments.